0: I take God at His word and God says, Jesus died for your sins, you are forgiven, trust me, and you have the promise of everlasting life, and I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. I just simply take Him at His word. I want you to do exactly the same. And the reason that I start the message that way this morning is because I don't know about you. But I also know my own heart, and my own heart says that the minute I say those words, my mind starts thinking of things outside the grace of God, within the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. My heart starts thinking about things outside the grace of God, within the kingdom of God. Now, now I'm not alone in this problem. Uh, In Psalm 73, Asaph, he was saying the same thing. He says, Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. And then in verse 2 he says, But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. And then he goes on to talk in Psalm 73 about how he looked at the world around him. And everyone in the world seemed to have all the good stuff. And he, as God's child, seemed to have nothing but trouble. And in fact, he says that very thing. And his stumbling was that he almost fell right out of... By grace you're saved alone through faith... Trusting God in His Word... That not only has God forgiven me and I'm His chosen child... But He's with me all the days of my life... And at the end of that journey will bring me to heaven. So why all the problems in between? Now you know why the problems are there in between? It's because while we say we take God at His Word... We really don't. What we do is we shift. And we shift our thinking to the way the world operates. And the way the world operates is plain and simple. There's no such thing as a free... Do you know that phrase? Lunch. Okay, okay, good. Some of you know it. There's no such thing as a free lunch. In other words, if you want, then you're going to have to earn... Now, you may say, well, I I don't fall into that trap. Well, if you don't, then I'm standing alone this morning, and that's okay, I do that a lot. But I want to help you look again at the gospel reading and also the events that lead up to what Jesus says in our gospel reading today and see if you don't have some of the same temptations that I do, okay? The, The first instance is in this chapter, is that the transfiguration takes place. And if you remember, during the transfiguration, Jesus takes three disciples with him up on the mount of what we call the mount of transfiguration today. And while they're up there, Pete sticks his foot in his mouth because he thinks he's got things under control when he doesn't. And when he sees that Elijah and Moses are there with Jesus, his first thought is, i got to act, i got to do something after all, I'm an apostle and that's my job. And so as he say, you know, it's a good thing we're here, God, because I'll handle this thing and I'll build us some boots and we'll just stay up here and it'll all be great. And of course, Mark tells us he didn't know what he was talking about, which happens to me a lot. But then they come down out of the Mount of Transfiguration, and when they come down, what do they run into? They run into a situation where there's a boy who has an evil spirit. And the father brings the boy to the other disciples while Jesus is up on the mountain with Peter, James, and John. And he says, my boy's got this evil spirit in me. Will you please cast out the evil spirit? And they couldn't do it. And so when Jesus comes down, the man comes to him and and says, what's the deal? Aren't these your followers? Why can't they help me? A question that I think the other apostles were also asking themselves, why, why couldn't we do it? In fact, Mark tells us they asked that later on, right? But well, How come we couldn't handle this? And, and what takes place after that? Well, after that, Jesus says, okay, you guys seem to have a little bit of a misunderstanding what the kingdom's about, because the kingdom isn't about you acting. It isn't about you being the man or woman of God. It's about God acting in your life and recreating you to be something you couldn't be without yourself. And so he says, here's what the kingdom's about. It's about me coming down to die. I'm going to get handed over to enemies, people that hate me, and they are going to they're going to hurt me, they're going to harm me, they're going to torture me, they're going to humiliate me, and then they're going to kill me. And you know what happens after that? The disciples start talking among themselves about which one of them is greater than the other one. And they squabble about, well, who's, who's the greatest? And so what does Jesus do? He sits them down and He says, bring me a child. And he sets a child in their midst and He says, here's the kingdom, this child. Now, He's not saying, here's the kingdom, this child, meaning you all got to be little immature people. What He's saying is that children in that era and time of history had no value until they became adults. Now think about all the things I'm telling you. And then what happens after that? Then John comes to Jesus. This begins our our reading for this morning. Teacher, we saw someone who is driving out demons in your name, but you know what? We stopped him. You know why? He ain't one of us. And Jesus says what? No, 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 no. You got it all mixed up. My feet had almost stumbled I'd almost slipped. Why? Because I take the wonderful grace of God, the promise of God, that all of you concurred with with me this morning, and I turn it from grace to law. I turn it into, God will continue to love me as long as I keep doing enough right stuff to show I'm improving and getting better, and I'm the Christian guy that He's called me to be. And so what do we do? We don't look to the grace of God... We start counting and comparing. We start looking at each other. We start seeing where we are in this whole process. And what does that mean? That means I quit relying on God's grace in Christ and I start relying on me. It's terribly easy to do. To turn our life in Christ into works. Even the end of our gospel reading today. And what's the end of our gospel reading? Jesus says, well, look at here. He says, if anyone causes these little ones who believe in me to stumble in their faith, it'd be better if a millstone were hung around his neck. Well, i got to work at making sure I don't cause anybody to stumble. Because after all, look what that would mean for me. And then he goes on to say, and by the way, if this causes you a problem, get rid of it. If this causes you a problem, get rid of it. In other words, mutilate yourself to the point where there's nothing left. If you want to rely on works, rely on works. And if your eye causes you sin, pluck it out. If your hand, cut it off. your foot, cut it off. I don't know about you, but if I relied on that, there'd be nothing left of me. I'd have cut everything down to nothing. But see, we easily fall into that. Instead of saying, wait a minute, God is about grace. God is about love. And that love is seen only in one place. In the cross. And in the empty tomb, that love is seen and the value that I have before God is not in me saying, well, okay, I may not be the greatest, but I'm working at it. Well, I don't know exactly what to do here, so I'll stick my foot in my mouth and come up with something so that people don't think I'm completely stupid. Oh, I won't cause one of these little ones to sin. Well, wait a minute, let's flip this thing and let's make me the recipient rather than the giver. Have you ever thought about that? Are you with me this morning or am I losing everybody? Because sometimes I can do that. My mind sees things real clear up here. And I look at faces and they go, what is he talking about? And what I'm talking about is simply this. You want me to tell you how important you are? You are so important that if anything gets in the way of the wonder of God's grace in your life, it needs to be gone. Because you and I are the little children that have nothing to bring before God except our nothingness. And so if someone causes that to be destroyed, that's the worst thing you could possibly think of. In other words, if that faith relationship is broken... Now, if the faith relationship is broken it could very well be me breaking it for me. See, we always, we always project outward, don't we? Well, okay, I better be sure I don't do that. I better be sure that oh, God's not going to be happy if I do this. God won't love me as much if I do that. I gotta be, he's talking to me. Cut out this. Cut out that. Don't you cause a little one to stumble. How about me causing me to do it to me? That's the whole point of comparison. When I start thinking that my relationship with God is about me improving and becoming better so that God clearly sees how much I'm accomplishing, then what I'm doing is the very same thing as if I'm doing it to somebody else. Only I'm doing it to me. I start relying on me. I start comparing where I stand in the process. I start looking at how valuable I must be to the kingdom because after all, here's the things I've done. And I stop looking at Jesus. And what did Jesus say? It'd be better if I had a millstone hung around my neck and thrown to the sea than for that to happen to me. And when I get that straight, when my confession is genuinely my confession, it's me, God, that's causing all this trouble for me. And if it's causing all this trouble for me, what am I going to do with you? So I take God at His word. Keith, here's how valuable you are. You are so valuable to me that I sent my son to die in your place when you did not deserve it. When you were nothing. When you had no value of your own. And I have cleansed you. And you are completely forgiven. And you are mine, and I will be with you always. Now, guess what? Now I'm ready to step out and be who God's called me to be. That's the last part of the reading. And that's so wonderful. Because what does he say? He says, everyone will be salted with fire. (laughs) Well, that's exactly right. The sin's got to be purged. It's got to be cleaned up. Oh, wait a minute. Jesus did that for me, didn't he? It has been done. The price has been paid. All the dross is gone. I am the redeemed child of God. Salt is good because that's me. That's what Jesus says in Matthew's gospel. You are the salt of the earth. Not you work at becoming good and season things and and take care of them and preserve them. This is who you are because God has recreated you to be that. The only way it loses its taste is if I shift. I shift away from the cross and I start looking at me. And that's the whole point of all this dialogue and all these events that lead up to Jesus saying this about salt. You are worth your weight in salt. Not because you do anything, but because that's how valuable You are to God. He has created you to be His child. And now He says to us, guess what we get to do? We just get to go season the society in which we live. We just get to be who He's called us to be. We just simply go and rejoice. We rejoice together and we go out into a world that is dark and that is dying. And we just simply let them know, guess what God's done for you? The same thing He did for me. Because by grace, you will be saved through faith. As we talk to that person who doesn't believe. That person who doesn't know. That person who's still in darkness. That person who is trapped in the confusion of believing that they'll be good enough for something if they just keep acting good however they define it. Salt is what is good. And you are the salt of the earth. You are God's children. You have been redeemed. Take Him at His word. By grace you've been saved through faith. It's not your doing. It's His doing. And now let your light shine. Go season this society. I don't care how ugly it looks. It cannot put out the brightness and the glory of God's love in Christ that He has put in your heart. Amen? Did I lose you completely or or, or, are we, amen? Amen. You got to tell me if I did. Well, don't now, it's too late. Otherwise, I could start over, but we don't have enough time this morning, do we?